Good evening and welcome to Direct Impact Broadcasting, the station of growth and transformation. Affiliate of Creative Broadcasting presents Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson with your host, Taiwana Wilson, as she welcomes her guest to the studio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. I am your host and leadership mentor, Taiwana Wilson. Thank you for tuning in and coming into the Virtual Learning Laboratory. If you could come on in, introduce yourself, let me know where you're coming in from. I would love to know who I am mentoring tonight. So do me a favor, come on in introduce yourself and share this broadcast out with somebody who you think could benefit from hearing tonight's topic. So I am excited. Anytime I get to share with you all, I get excited. I am excited about this topic. So today we're going to be talking about creating our leadership roadmap that will take us straight to the bank. And I don't know about you, but I want to get paid for my skills. That's why I went to college and got a degree. And so I want to get paid and you should too want to get paid for your skills. So that's what we are going to talk about. So come on in. I'll give you a minute to come in and then we'll go ahead and get started right away because I want to give you these practical tips that you can use and implement right away. So come on in here and let me know where you're coming in from. If you if this is your first time tuning in, Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson is a weekly mentoring learning laboratory that occurs every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where either myself or one of my mentors will come and teach us some strategies that we can use in both our personal and professional lives. So come on in and we'll get started. So this is a great topic. I am super excited to talk about it today. And so let's just jump right into it. So today we're going to be talking about creating a leadership roadmap that takes you right to the bank. We will be covering how to create your leadership roadmap, some practical ways you are able to implement it, and I'm going to give you a few other nuggets, not too much, because I know if you get too much, you're not going to do anything with it. And I want you to be able to leave this broadcast and be able to apply right away. So for those of you that don't know me, or maybe this is your first time tuning in, you are, are scrolling on LinkedIn, Facebook or YouTube, and, and you're like, it seems like this is a good topic that I'm interested in, but I have no idea who you are. A little bit about who you're learning from today. Professionally, I am a medical laboratory scientist by background. I've been able to train laboratorians all around the globe, including doing a live training in Rwanda, Africa, where I was able to train the scientists on clinical chemistry and laboratory safety so that they can combat HIV and AIDS in their country. I am a member executive director with the John Maxwell team. So I utilize a lot of proven content from John Maxwell. I get mentorship from John Maxwell and the team, which is very helpful in my own personal and professional development journey. 
I am a podcast host, so I have SOS for Leaders, co-host of Elaborate Topics, as well as the show that you're tuning in to tonight. And I am a published author, so I have been in or uh, published, I don't know how many books at this point, uh, but my latest book is Some Leaders Wear Lab Coats. So if you have not read it or don't have it, you should check it out. It'll give you practical tips. Again, I'm all about giving you practical information that you can use to get success with right away. So it's a quick read and it's one that you can use regardless of what industry that you're in. I've received numerous awards in my industry, being an industry leader as well as in my community as well. But really outside of all the titles, my most important titles is being that of a wife and mom. So at the core, that's who I am. I enjoy uh, being a wife to my husband, Martinez, and my daughter, Brooke. Giving back to the community and the young women that are in the community and empowering the next generation of leaders. And then also, putting on my own mask and doing my own self-care by taking care of myself and exercising. And if you missed last week's episode, we had Dr. Tracy on and she talked about health and fitness nutrition tips that you can use for busy people, for moms, for leaders, for those that don't have a lot of time. So check that out. She gave some great practical things that you could do right away. So let's jump right in. So why all the leadership hype? I know you like leadership, leadership, leadership. That's one of the biggest things that come up now is organizations are saying we need more leaders. We need people that have leadership skills. And so what you find is people say, I need to develop my leadership. Today, we have five generations working in today's workplaces. And if you are a manager, you understand how difficult that can be. You have somebody who's very technology savvy and working alongside with somebody who was born before the technology as we know it even existed. And so it makes it difficult. You need to be able to have your leadership skills, your communication skills to be able to navigate today's workplaces. There's significant increase in staff retirements. I am in the medical laboratory space, as I mentioned earlier, and we are seeing people that are, are retiring and, and I'm grateful for their expertise and wisdom and excited for them in their next chapter. But they are retiring after 30 years, 40 years. Some people have even been been on the job for 50 years and they are retiring and they have all of that wealth of knowledge. And sometimes we don't capture that knowledge and information before they leave our organizations. And so we're feeling it in the workplace. It is not unique to laboratory medicine. In most industries, there's some kind of staffing shortage. There's the retirements. There's not, not being able to find people to go into the field or find anybody in your industry. And so, yeah, that's why you're getting all of the, the leadership hype. And organizations need great leaders now more than ever for sustainability. If the pandemic taught us anything, it taught us that you have to be able to be flexible. You got to be able to be innovative. You got to be able to adapt. Things will never go back to the way that they were. And that's just facts. 
it, we will get to a new normal or a normal or however you want to look at it, but it won't go back to the way things were before the pandemic hit us. So did you know that 77% of corporations experience leadership gaps? And this was according to a study in 2019. And I'm sure there has been more leadership gaps identified since then, especially since then in 2020 and beyond. But for you, this is actually a good thing. This is good news for you. If you are ready to move into those roles, if you are prepared, if you have the skills to be able to capitalize on some of the gaps that organizations are experiencing. And so employer, employers and businesses, they seek candidates who already have some form of leadership experience or leadership skills or willing attitude or positive attitude employers and businesses are looking for you, but can they find you is the thing. So having the right leadership skills will make you the prime candidate. Having the right skills at the right time positions you as the right choice, which is critical. So I can remember in 2009 when I got my first documented supervisory experience or supervisory role. I had been in the industry for less than five years, which at the time was unheard of. Most of my peers who were supervisors had been in the industry for 15, 20 years or more. And when I asked my manager you know, why did she choose me over some of the most experienced candidates that she had? And she said a lot of it had to do with the leadership skills that I was able to acquire in the community, with some of the social organizations that I was in. And my, she noted my commitment to learning, wanting to grow and having that attitude of wanting to, to grow. So it was one of those things that the work that I did in advance of getting the opportunity definitely helped me when the opportunity present, presented itself. So for them, they chose me because I was already equipped with some of those uh, leadership skills, not just the technical skills, but also those leadership skills. And then she also mentioned that I was pleasant and I seemed eager to learn. And so I was able to, to get selected for that opportunity. And within a year of that, I was promoted to a manager position and, and things really took off from there. So having those skills before the opportunity presents itself is going to be critical for you. And that's why we're going to talk about some of those things tonight. Again, having the right skills at the right time positions you as the right choice. So how do you position yourself as a standout, as a standout leader? Well, you know, there's a couple of things, but first we're going to talk about that expectation versus reality, right? You know, sometimes you think your road to leadership or your road to having the career that you always desired is a straight line. And no, it's not like that any, anymore, or it's not like that ever, I guess, depending on how you look at it. And how it'll actually go is you're going to do some, it'll be up and down, and you're going to 
have a journey that is not a straight line. And that's one of the things that, you know, you should be aware of and, and kind of be able to plan for because having that expectation versus reality, it may not be the one way. So I am in lab and previously it would be, you would go and you would work as a, a on the bench, as we called it, as a bench technologist, then you would move up to a lead tech, and then you may move up to supervisor, then you may move up to manager, and then maybe you'll move up to director. And that was the trajectory of the career. But now it, that, it doesn't have to be that way. You can go from bench tech to manager to director. It, you don't have to go through this step as it used to be. So talking about and thinking about your leadership roadmap, well, your leadership roadmap is your blueprint. It's your blueprint to success. It's what you need so that you're able to, to plan and have that, that roadmap for your, for your life and for your career. It has a timeline to it or a timeliness piece to it, right? Because when we write things down, and we have a timeliness piece to it, we are more apt to put it into play and we're more apt, to, more apt to act on it than if we have it in our minds and think, okay, I'm going to go to college, I'm going to get my degree, then I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then there's going to be a lot of stuff. If you don't write it down, then you may not move towards action. It's also going to give you the ability to assess your inventory. So whether that's your skills, and we're going to get into this a little bit deeper here in a minute, but assessing your inventory, what do you bring to the table? So when you show up to the table, what all do you bring with you? And it gives you that ability to take action, as I mentioned before. So your leadership roadmap. This is where it starts to get really good. So what's in your leadership roadmap? There are some critical things that you need. And when we think about our roadmap, we want to think about where is it that we desire to go? Where is it that we want to go? So if you think a year from now or two years from now, you know, depending on how you are, you may be one of those where you like, I need a, a one year, I need a three year, I need a five year, I need a 10 year, whatever kind of plan that you need this roadmap is going to get you there. So when you think about your roadmap, I want you to think about where is it that you want to be? So for me, I knew from being a bench technologist, I knew that I wanted to be in management. Quite honestly, I wanted to be able to, you know, run, run the place, whether it be director, whether it be, I don't know, even the hospital CEO, who knows that, the possibilities are endless when you when you dream. And so I knew that I wanted to be in management. And so I said, okay, I want to be in management. Let me think about this. As a bench technologist, I'm starting to get some experience. I got my bachelor's degree to get into management. Okay, what kind of education that I'm going to need that will allow me to be competitive? So I'm thinking, okay, in five years or, or from that point, 
what am I going to need? I'm going to need a master's degree. Okay. So let me think about what kind of master's degree am I going to even get that's going to allow me to stay in the lab or venture out into the hospital. And so that's where I determined that, okay, I'm going to need a master's degree. Let me put that on my roadmap, master's degree. And then you think about whatever other education you might need. Maybe you want to teach in academia. And so you figure, okay, I probably am going to need a PhD. So I know I'm going to need a master's. I know I'm going to need a PhD. Okay, let me cal calculate, okay, that what kind of time that or commitment that's going to have. And then think about what kind of work experience do you need? Okay, since I was wanting to climb up the ladder in the laboratory, I got technical experience. I got experience in the hospital. I got experience in a reference lab. So I'm getting my experience. Now, what other experience am I going to need? How many years experience am I going to need? Do I want to be in a large hospital system? Do I want to be in a small uh, independent laboratory? You know, thinking about what kind of work experience you're going to need. Think about the skills you're going to need. So as a manager, I knew that I would need finance skills because I know we're going to talk about budgets, capital, contract negotiations, hiring people, like all of those uh, skills that I would need. Okay, so I am not going to be able to get these on the bench as a technologist, but how can I get those skills? Where can I develop those skills at? Hmm. Let me think. Okay, well, let me get involved in the community. Maybe the community will be able to offer me some of those opportunities to be able to gain those skills. And to be honest with you, I learned a lot of my budgeting skills. I, I got the, the knowledge in school, but I got the practical hands-on application from being in a community, being able to volunteer for not-for-profit organizations. They allowed me to be the treasurer at one place. I was able to be the president at one place. I served as a secretary at one place. And I learned how business works. I learned how to be in, in the room with people of various backgrounds. So the community and thinking about, okay, what community endeavor should I get involved with is going to take me closer to my goal of being a manager. You also need to think about, so you're thinking about your education, what work experience, your skills that you need. So, you know, whether that's the, the budgeting skills, the finance skills, the HR skills, when you're managing people, you definitely need to have some HR and some, uh, communication skills, what community groups or endeavors do you need to be involved with? And you also need to think about what people you need to have in your court. Like what people do you need to have? So I know that, you know, coming from a technical background, I definitely wanted to be involved with people that definitely had more of that business savvy background. I was in the business of helping people. <laughs> and, and sometimes uh, that, that the business piece of it was not at the forefront. So, okay, who do I know that's very sharp and savvy in business? Who do I know that's in HR that can help me with hiring? And unfortunately, if you got to do any kind of firing, you know, 
coaching, mentoring, like who do I know in my circle that can help me with those things? Your circle is valuable. So that's how you start to develop your leadership roadmap. It's not just your education. It's not just your experience. It's not just your skills. It's all of those things so that when you show up to the table, you're bringing all of those things collectively with you. That's why you can't go off of a person's resume because that resume is not going to highlight everything that that person is able to bring to the table. And when you think about the people, so I talked about the people a little bit that you need. You really need your own board of directors, those people that are going to be honest with you. You are going, these few positions that I'm going to talk about today, these are like non-negotiables that you need. You need a mentor, you need a coach, you need a sponsor, and you need accountability partners. And you need all of these things in different facets of your life. So, you know, we always hear about mentor, mentor, mentor. And a mentor is huge, especially if you have the right mentor. A mentor will save you a lot of time and it'll save you a lot of money. Uh, from And they will be honest with you. So they will help you not make some of the mistakes they made. So that mentorship, that mentoring is important. Having a coach that's being able to spark ideas from you, they're able to pull out of you what you already know, but you're not confident about. They're able to ask you those questions that make you think. And so you need that coach, that somebody that's very encouraging for you, that's going to help you get to, to from point A to point B. And when you think about a coach, you want somebody that's at least one or two levels from where you are, this where you want to be that sponsor. So in the workplace, there, and we could talk about this a lot uh, on a different show, but having that sponsor is critical, especially trying to navigate a culture of an organization. So having somebody speak your name when you're not in the room is huge. You know, having somebody say, yes, give Tawana an opportunity. I think she would do great at this. She does X, Y, Z. Because your boss, maybe the next hiring manager, they may not be aware of everything that you're doing in the organization. So having somebody that, to vouch for you, to put their name and say, yes, I know that, that she would do an awesome job or I know that he would do an awesome job. And then having that accountability partner. You know, you need those accountability partners that will keep you moving forward, that will keep you pushing because it's easy to you you get started, you get the energy, you get excited and you like, yeah, I'm I'm doing this. You know, especially when we think about health and fitness, which we talked about on a previous show. It was like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm I'm in. I I got a few minutes and I'm and then here, you know, 10 days later, 7 days later, 2 days later, then it's like, okay, yep, yeah, that that burger looks good or that pizza looks good or uh, I'm not going to go today. So those accountability partners are with you on the journey and they keep you accountable to what you said you were going to do. So you really need all of these people 
in your life. So take inventory of the people that you have in your life. So go through your phone, grab your phone, if you can, grab your phone and think about those people that you have in your life and what kind of role do they play? What position do they play in your life? Do you have somebody that's in all of these spots? And if you do, awesome. You are off to a, a great start. And if and if you don't, then, excuse me, if you don't, then, okay, you got some work to do. So do you think your chances of standing out would increase if you included everything in your leadership roadmap. And if you are watching live or even watching the replay or listening to the replay, drop it in the comments. I would love to hear your thoughts on this because sometimes people think that, well, I'm only going to include just a few things. I'm include, you know, the, the tangibles. I'm going to include, I got a master's degree or bachelor's degree. I'm going to include, I got five years of experience, but don't necessarily think that the people that they know, how much of an asset that is for them, especially if you're really utilizing your network, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Or, oh, I served at, as a volunteer for this organization where I was able to help with fundraising. Fundraising is a huge, huge asset to you because being able to ask for money and if you are able to ask for money and do it confidently, that is a skill. And so do you think your chances of standing out would increase if you included everything in your leadership roadmap that you bring to the table? I believe it would. So you're thinking, how do I apply all of this? How do I start to apply it so that I can get some traction? I love this quote. I'd use it all the time because I think it's an awesome one, but it's by Benjamin Franklin. And it says an investment in knowledge pays the best interest, meaning that you have to invest in your knowledge. Your knowledge is the only thing that you can guarantee. That's really the only thing that you can count on is what you know yourself. So that investment in knowledge. And when we think about that investment in knowledge, think about what can you do today? And when I think about what I can do today, I think about the law of process. Leadership develops daily, not in a day. So what you do today matters because that's going to be the foundation for your tomorrow. You have to be intentional about building your leadership, building your personal relationships. That's important. Getting to know people, meeting people for coffee, meeting people on Zoom or Google Meet or whatever other electronic media, FaceTime there are. But being intentional about those things of being able to add to your portfolio day after day after day. And several small action steps will lead to huge success. Huge. This is, this is big because you think, well, I only have five minutes. I only have 10 minutes. Well, if you are utilizing the five or 10 minutes that you have in a productive way, that can be 
huge. That could be life changing for you. So when you think about leadership, think about it like if you think about leadership and growing your network, it's like investing in the stock market. One, you got to play. So if you don't play, as my mom used to say when she taught us how to play cards, you got to play to win. And so you you got to play. That's where it starts. If you ain't even playing, you shouldn't expect any returns. But if you just wait and kind of hope, like hope is not a strategy. And you, it's hard to build a quality network just hoping, you know, I hope it's going to work out. I hope something is going to change. I hope, you know, things is going to work out and, and I'm going to get selected or I'm going to get in this network or I'm going to get in this program or whatever the case may be. So I challenge you to invest in your knowledge a little bit at a time. Five minutes here, 10 minutes there, $5 here, $10 there. Invest in your knowledge and see what happens. Commit to doing that. Commit to making those small incremental changes at five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and see where you are even in 30 days. See where you are with that. But it's just like that whole watering a garden and cultivating that garden. You got to water it and and you will be surprised. So there are four secrets that you can use to grow. And these are practical things because I want to give you practical that you can use. But what it, it does matter what you do over the long haul. So what you do matters day by day by day by day. So being here today is one step in the right direction. You're getting knowledge that you can use, but don't just be a person that's just a learner. You got to apply, learn, apply, learn, apply, learn, apply. So that's what matters over the long haul. Don't wait till you feel like you know everything learn, apply. The secret to success is found in your daily agenda. So what you do every day. So if you take inventory of what you did today in your few minutes, you will find out, you know, and if you feel like, well, I'm not as far in my journey as I would like to be. Like, I feel like I could be more successful or I feel like I could be at the next level by now. Well, you may be able to be at the next level by now, but what's occupying your time? Are you spending all of your time on social media? And I'm not saying social media is a bad thing, but anything out, anything, too much of anything is not necessarily a good thing. So, you know, what, what are you doing every day? Look at your agenda, look at your calendar. Where are you spending your time? Who are you spending your time with? And the people that you're spending your time with, are those the people that you had on your board of directors? Are those the people that played those pivotal roles in your life? You continuously invest in your leadership development, letting your assets, your knowledge compound. The inevitable is growth over time. It's going to be growth, 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 growth. And then when you think about leadership, because a lot of times people just associate leadership with a title, leadership has many facets. Leadership 
could be respect. It could be experience. It could be emotional strength. It could be people skills, discipline, vision, momentum, timing. The list goes on and on and on. But I tell you one thing, everybody needs leadership. So do you think you could be more intentional and set aside 15 minutes a day to grow your leadership? Just 15 minutes. If you think that's possible for you, then let me know in the chat if you feel like that's possible. Like 15 minutes, I could do 15 minutes. And whether that's 15 minutes when you get up or 15 minutes when you go to bed or 15 minutes at lunchtime. But do you think you could be more intentional and set aside 15 minutes to grow in your leadership? to get to where you want to be, to get to the next level, to have more freedom, to get promoted, to make more money, to start your business, whatever it is. Do you think you could do that by setting aside 15 minutes? I think you can. I think you absolutely can do that. But again, go back to looking at your calendar. What's filling your agenda? What's filling your time? So this last part, yeah, awesome, awesome. So Courtney said, yes, I can do 15 minutes. Yes, 15 minutes is reasonable. Take the small, the small wins, the small 15 minutes here. Because if you try to be like, okay, I need an hour, I need two hours, it's going to feel too much. Listen, I got a small kid at home. I get it. I get it. I want to be a good wife. I want to be a good mom and then have a career and a business. I get it. If I'm talking about chunking out two hours worth of time, it can be a bit much. And so, and it can lead to procrastination because I'm like, I don't have two hours, but I do have 15 minutes and making your 15 minutes count. So let's think about building our all-star network because again we want to stand out that's part of our leadership roadmap right we need to be able to apply it with our time with our 15 minutes but we also need to be able to build our all-star network and you're like okay what is building an all-star network means and do i need it so i found this quote that i i like and I, it kind of sticks with me uh, but then I have a twist on it. So it says networking has been cited as the number one unwritten rule of success in business. Who you know really impacts what you know. And that's about Sally Crouchay. Do you believe that to be true? If you believe that to be true, then drop it in the comments. Yes, I believe it to be true or no, I don't believe it to be true. But how much do you think networking plays a part? on you being able to move to the next level, whether it's in your career, whether it's in your life, whether it's in your relationships, like how much do you think that networking plays a part? And so do you think that does who you know really matter? Well, I used to say, like, yeah, I, I know such and such and it matters. And yes, who you know matters. So I challenge you again. Here's a here's a, a practical leadership tip that I'm about to give you that who you know, it does matter. However, <laughs> what matters more is who 
knows you. And I'm going to repeat that for you. Who you know does matter. But what matters more, at least in my eyes, is who knows you. So I can remember as I was coming up through my career and I was doing a lot of, of leadership panels and stuff here in the city of Cincinnati, I was on a, I met this high powered executive and we met and it was like, you know, hi, I'm like, hi, I'm Tywana Wilson. And I, you know, introduced myself and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, yeah, I done met this high powered, well-known executive. Like, yeah, I'm in there. So I'm telling everybody. Like I was on the panel with this executive. I was sitting right next to him and, you know, I'm saying all this stuff. And then I was at another event and I seen the same executive. And so I introduced him. I go up, not introducing myself. I go up and speak like, hey, you know, and it, that person is holding her hand out like we've never seen each other before. And I'm like, okay, you know, maybe they didn't remember my face. It was a while <laughs> ago since we last interacted, you know, anything is possible. And so we went through the whole, you know, introducing ourselves again. I'm like, okay, you know, stuff happens. And so, you know, cool. I'm still excited. I'm, you know, I'm young in my career. I'm hungry. And so then I'm like, cool. So then we were at another event and don't you know, <laughs> I see the same executive, same person. Now we done already introduced and shook hands and all that stuff at least twice. So here we are again. And that person didn't know who I was. I'm like, okay, so I'm out here telling everybody I know that I know this high-powered executive. Well, clearly, that person wasn't telling anybody that they knew me. So whether it wasn't I wasn't remember memorable, you're not going to forget my name. You know, it's not like there's a lot of Taiwan Wilson running around here. But I tell you that to say this. Me knowing that executive did not get me any further. Now, if that executive knew and remembered who I was, then that would have been a different story. So does who you know really matter? Well, it depends. If they're calling your name too, then yeah, it could matter. But more importantly, uh, who knows your name is what matters. So I tell you that story because a lot of times people say, well, I, I know such and such. Okay. But if they not calling your name, that may not be a big, may not be a big deal. So don't put all your stock in that. <laughs> so why do you need a quality network? Well, information. You need a quality network so that you can get information. It, it's all about information. You need to be able to get the information as quick as possible so that you can make decisions, so that you are able to utilize that and figure out how to move forward. It could be a career opportunity, the information. That's why you need a quality network. You don't know who has access to what information. And if you are in the network, you may have access to that same information as well. So information, critical. Access. 
having access, access to certain people, depending on who you got in your network, as they say, when you look around the room, if you are the smartest person in the room, then you need to get out of that room because there's no room for you to learn and grow staying in that space. So you need to be able to get around other people that maybe don't have the same level of access that you have. Maybe their access is, is more like they have a, a larger network and can see things differently. So access. Influence. Influence is important when we talked about that sponsorship, you know, people in your network being able to refer you. Being able to say, hey, I know Taiwana would do an awesome job at this. I know you may not have exposure to her, but she's great. I'll get her resume over there to you. So that influence, influence matters. Internal, the internal network is huge. When most people or when most organizations have an opportunity, believe me, they have went to their internal network to try to fill those positions before they have to just do external recruitment. Now, I'm not going to say they're not posting it for the external environment, but believe me, do you know somebody? I got this role. I'm looking for an executive assistant who, you know, comes first. So that that influence and then mentorship again, mentorship. If you don't have a mentor or in a mentorship program so that you can learn and grow and develop, then you need to get in one. Mentorship really is a non-negotiable. And here's another tidbit, because when you think about mentorship, everybody think mentorship is free. All mentorship is not free. I'm just letting you know that. And if, if you think that, you could be missing out on some opportunities or some rooms that you need to be in. Because you're like, oh, it's supposed to be free. All mentorship is not free, just letting you know. So where can you meet these people to grow your network? Community groups. Community groups are huge. People will be sleeping on community groups. Community groups could be you're volunteering for, you know, whatever is the cause of your choice. So one of the community groups that I volunteered for for a long time uh, was the Urban League. Uh, and so I volunteered. I did their fundraising arm. I did their young professionals uh, at one point, And I was fortunate enough to sit on the board of directors for many years at that organization. But I learned, I, I learned a lot. I was in the room with a lot of influential people. Um, and so, you know, and that started by just having an interest to serve, just wanting to volunteer. You know, professional societies, I'm a laboratorian, so being involved in professional societies is huge. So we have several in the laboratory space that are very active, that are doing a lot of great things. You know, so ASCP, ASCLS, CLMA, there's tons of them, you know, so those are the ones that I mentioned because those are the ones that I am either involved with currently or have been involved with. But there are so many other organizations uh, that's out there. I'm also involved with ACHE. That's a, another one that's not lab based uh, that I have gotten involved with. 
which allowed me to do some work with the Ohio Hospital Association. So, uh, you know, just thinking about other ways that you can can grow. And I'm very active and involved uh, in my sorority as well. Meetups. There are meetup groups. There's professional networking groups that you can get involved with. Uh, if you go to like meetup, meetup.com or Eventbrite, and there's all kinds of events that, that are happening or people are doing workshops, uh, depending on what your interests are. If you go to uh, the social media groups, you'll find all kinds of groups that uh, exist. If you are a person that loves to run, there's a running group, exercise group, leadership groups. Uh, you know, I want to start a business group. There are tons of meetups or, or ways that you can go and meet people. Conferences is a way to meet people, but don't just go to the conference to get the information. You need to go to the conference, like go and network. So I am super excited. I actually get to go to our national meeting, our ASCP meeting here next week that's in Boston. And I can't wait. I can't wait because I get to see a lot of the people that I have had interaction with that I have never physically met before. I've never physically met them. We've done presentations together. We've been on webinars, talked together, but we have never physically met. So I can't wait to go and, and meet, meet them and, and have a, a good time at the conference. So it's going to be super awesome. But and, I, and I'm sure because they know people that, again, this whole networking, we, well, I'm networking. I'm going with my phone, with my notebook in hand to, to meet some other people that I don't currently know. Social media is a good one. And I talked about that a little bit earlier. So whatever, I mean, there's no reason why you shouldn't be getting knowledge. There's no reason why you should not be learning something. You can learn, I, you can get it on your phone at your fingertips. I mean, it is just like, it's right there. It's convenient. Social media, whatever is the platform of your choice, you can find people uh, to network with, to communicate with, to interact and engage with. And speaking of social media, because I'm all about leadership, career and life coaching, if you are not on the professional network of LinkedIn, yes, you need to be over there on LinkedIn, which we are streaming uh, live, if you're catching this live, over on that platform. And they, I mean, the platform is awesome. Again, that's another platform that where I met so many people I'm going to see in person at the conference. I met them on LinkedIn. And so being on that network and I'm not not just being on it. You got to engage with people, meet meet people, <laughs> set up times for coffee, do a virtual Zoom, Google Meet, whatever the case may be, just to get to know people. So LinkedIn is huge. There are a lot of they are doing a lot of great things over there, especially if you want to grow your professional network. But it's huge, and that's why through this this up here for you to know nearly 740 million members are on the platform interestingly enough i actually from linkedin 
had the opportunity to serve as a mentor to a young lady that was in South Africa, all because I'm on LinkedIn. Again, opportunity to meet new people, share information. I learned a lot from her. I think she learned a lot from me. And so it was awesome. I don't know if we'll ever physically meet in person, but we did have the opportunity to see each other via Zoom. So surround your people, surround yourself with people who will take you to the next level. It's huge. Who you are surrounded by matters. Look at your phone. Who are you spending all your text messages on? Who are you calling all the time? Are they people that's going to take you to the next level? And if they are, that's awesome. If they're not, then you need to reprioritize your minutes so that you can get with some people that's going to take you to the next level because you shouldn't be at a place where you just like, well, I don't know where to go. I don't have anybody that's supportive of me. I don't know how to get from here to there. Like you need to get in some different rooms. You need to take a chance. You may have to be vulnerable and meet some new people because great people will always try to bring you up. They will always try to bring you up to where they are. Small people will try to keep you there. Girl, I don't know why you're trying to do that. You really think you can be the CEO? You you think that's possible? Like that's a little bit, that seemed a little bit too much. So you want to make sure that you are surrounding yourself with great people and not those small people that will try to put limitations on you. Because here's the thing. Nobody will see your dream like you see it. Nobody can see your vision like you can. And so I listen, and this is a topic for another podcast, but people, you know, you may think that, hey, I'm, I like for me, I knew that I would change the world. That's my that's my goal. When my time here is done, I want to impact one million leaders before my time is done to be able to empower, uplift and train them. That's that's what I want to do. Develop the next generation of leaders. And people may say that's that's big. Why you want to do that? You think you can do that? Like one million? Like really one million people? You you gonna be able to do that? I don't know, but I put it into the atmosphere. I am a woman who believes in God and I know that wherever he wants me to do and whatever he wants me to do, he will see fit. And so I believe that I can do that. And when I started in my journey in my career, it was almost canceled before it even started. You know, so if you look back to when I started this journey, people probably was like, she ain't gonna, she gonna do what? Like, she gonna be somebody's manager, director? She gonna, people gonna know her in lab medicine? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Okay, well, you don't have to believe it, but I believe it. And as long as I believe it, I'm gonna keep working to make that possible. And interesting, interesting, interestingly enough, uh, and I'm not saying this for no other reason, but to give a testimony that it didn't start out like this, is that recently I was featured on a, one of our lab website as being an industry leader. So you can't tell me it's not possible if you believe. So just to recap, leadership roadmap, got to have it. The law of process, what are you doing each and every day? Who are you spending your time with building your network? Huge. 
just those three things, leadership roadmap, what do you want to do next year? And what is it that we need to where? How do we need to get you there? What education, what skills, what community involvement you may need, what people you need in your court, like leadership roadmap, write it down in a notebook and you don't even got to get fancy. Just take a sheet of paper. I want to be a manager next year. I know I ain't got no, I don't have no leadership experience. I don't know anything about budgets. I don't have a master's degree. I don't know if I need one or not. And I don't have any people in my life that's been in management role. Let's write those down and let's work to get those, those people, those processes, that the skills. Believe me, it's some people that's some executives and they don't even have a, a college degree. So don't tell me it's not possible. So, and it law of process, do something, start tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. Next week is not guaranteed, but start tomorrow with your 15 minutes a day and build your network. And before I forget, uh, if you want to get a quick start and gain some additional success tips, I do have a free gift for you. So you can go and check it out. I'm all about audio. I'm all about quick so I have uh, audio great leaders impact bundle. You can go to bit.ly forward slash te audio and in order to get it, just put in the promo code impact. So bit.ly forward slash te audio and then the promo code is impact. So that's what I have for you for this mentorship session. We would go back there. So hopefully you were able to get some nuggets from today's show. I hope I was able to give you something that you can use uh, for today. And tune in next week where we will have another amazing mentor or you may have me again and we'll talk about something else that you could use to benefit your career or your leadership journey. So thank you, Courtney, for tuning in today and, and listening to what I had to offer. I really appreciate it. And so thank you, listening audience, for tuning in. If you are listening or watching the replay, then make sure you put in the comments what were your takeaways. I would love to hear what your takeaways were from tonight's episode. And until we meet again, I hope you have a super awesome week. Thank you, friends, for tuning in to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson, where Taiwana speaks with leaders who share nuggets of wisdom that you can use in your personal and professional life. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Coach T. Wilson. Connect on LinkedIn or visit www.coachtwilson.com. And remember, in life, learn as much as you can, appreciate often, and lead fearlessly. 